He knows what he's called, but he can't, he can't make, make fire. fire. <laughs> You're listening to the Nth Cast. This is episode sixty six. I'm Josh. I'm JD. And we're going to do something a little different today. You know, we say that all the time. All the time. Yeah. You're going to get tired of hearing that. <laughs> I mean, we do so many different things. Do we? That it starts to just be the norm for us to be different. So basically, we need to stop saying we're going to do something <laughs> different. What I, that's what and I'm just, saying. And just do whatever the, whatever the hell it is we were going to do. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not going to tell you how to run your show. <laughs> Why has it got to be my show? It's our show. Is it? Isn't it? I don't know. You tell me. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's, a, it's a team effort. It's a co. It's a co. No lion team. There's a ain't me. no me either. There's a, you could spell meat. Ooh, or mate. You, oh, that got let's weird. Not do that. That got weird. <laughs> let's not do that. I'm sorry. I don't know what happened there. We uh, we decided this may be a little shorter episode. You're As welcome. We are, in advance, yes. <laughs> Finally, oh my God! They Son just go. Bitch. They go on for hours. And what's funny is we watch us go an hour and a half. <laughs> no, we're not going to go. Oh, an hour there's, no way. there's no way. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. Uh, we're going to talk about the Jungle Book. Yes, and we decided that since we thoroughly enjoyed the movie. Absolutely. Much more than I thought I would. One of the reasons we thoroughly enjoyed it was because of the phenomenal voice acting. Yes. It might be fun to maybe talk a little bit about voice acting. Yes. And some of our favorite performances Mm -hmm. or voice actors. Yes. And we also watched a documentary on Netflix called I Know That Voice. And so we'll talk about that a little bit as well. Might as well. It'll be a nice little departure. It will be. Hmm. Because, I mean, it's still movies. Yes. We talked about a kid's movie one other time, remember? Oh, uh, Inside Out. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a good movie. It was, a, it was, it was a, not really a kid's movie per se. Right. The fact that it had a Pixar label and it was animated made you think that it was a kid's movie. People assumed it was a kid's movie, but it's very deep, very heavy. Can't, do we have to always be rough around the edges? Can't we do something a little more gentle? Oh, absolutely not. No. Good is good. No. I don't care. Right. And and like we do, we talk about shit to the nth degree, which is why we're like, oh, we're going to talk. We're going to watch it. We're going to watch a documentary on voice acting. And we're going to look at all the voice actors we've ever watched ever. And then just we're going to talk about them. Yeah. That's what we do. So let's let's jump right in. Everybody should know the story of the Jungle Book. God, I hope so. If you don't, what's wrong with you? <laughs> if you've not read the original stories, because there's more than one. There are. Absolutely. Uh, by Rudyard Kipling, mm-hmm. then you need to go stop what you're doing and check some of those oh, out. That's way better than this, what you're about to listen to. Oh, uh, in, indeed. Uh, and he's done so many other things as well. Uh, one of my favorites is Ricky Dicky Tabby. Yes. That's good stuff. It is good stuff. And uh, actually, now that I think about it, that had some pretty interesting... Uh, that's a very dark cartoon adaptation as well. Yeah. Very dark. A little bit. A <laughs> little bit. He, he, his, I think everything he does is good. And 
children's fiction back in the day is a little different than children's fiction nowadays. Oh yeah, I would think. Yeah, no, they don't. They don't try to placate the child. <laughs> No, no. They, they lived in a much harsher <laughs> world than we do. They did. So there they was did. no there was no need to sugarcoat things and read books about how if I was in charge, the world would be made out of gumdrops. You know, that's weird. I don't even like gumdrops. Who, I don't either. I always thought if you ate too many gumdrops, I don't know. At some point, you just stop shitting because it's like <laughs> it's it's like it's like gum. You know, if you eat too much gum, it just it just gets stuck. <laughs> and you just blow a big bubble out of your ass. I don't know. It's like that Chuck Palachuk book, uh choke. <laughs> you know, he gets he gets the anal bead stuck in his ass. He can't shit for weeks. Oh man. <laughs> so finally it comes out one time. What do you- I would think at some point you'd have to have surgery. Oh, he because you can't not shit for Yeah. It's 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 a problem for we, him. We did it. Yeah. We went, we couldn't even go 10 minutes. Hey, we're going to do something different. We're going to talk about kids' movies. And here are the anal beads. So we did say children live in a harsher reality. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. My goodness. Okay, back to the Jungle Book. I'm not bailing you out. What did, what did, you, did, you, what did you expect from the film? Well... Well, I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. And I think a lot of that is I thought that it might be just a big summer blockbuster movie where everything was just, it was just spectacular, like from visually, which it was. Oh, it was very. Which it was. I love the visuals. But I thought, I guess my expectation was that I'm going to go into it. I knew the actors that were involved. And I was like, okay, cool. But I had no idea that we were going to get the performances that we did. Right. Uh, and I think everybody kind of nailed it across the board. And even the kid that played Mowgli. He did much better than I thought he yeah, would. Yeah, sure. I was impressed. Uh, and it's got to be hard to do what he did because he was the only actor. Uh, like other people would like blue screen and green screen and stuff like that. But, I mean, he was the only one really, like, you couldn't see the facial expressions and the way everybody was going to move when it was finally animated, so... And and the animation was flawless. I mean, I actually cared about these characters. And a lot of that had to do with the fact that we had legitimate voice acting performances. And I think that that's kind of where the idea of talking about this came from, is that movie I don't think would have worked as well as it did if it didn't have the vocal performances that it had. And so that's what really brings it home. Uh, Sheer Khan would not have been as terrifying without the performance by Idris Elba. Oh, no. Baloo wouldn't have been as humorous and humorous fun. and fun loving. And, and it's weird because when you think actor, because you have to be an actor in, in order to communicate. Which we learned. Yeah. Yes. That, that's, that's something that we'll get into when we talk yeah. about that documentary. But, you know, that makes a lot of sense. And it should make a lot of sense. I know a lot of our audience are fellow podcasters. And yeah. so this is something that that I think we'll all find fascinating. It's something so. that we should pursue if we're going to continue to hone our craft and get better. And uh, actually, to that point, I was listening to a podcast not too long ago. I, I think it's put out by... I think he goes by the real Brian, and it's called Profit Cast. And oh, so yeah, yeah. It, but but he he had went to a convention, a comic book convention somewhere, and I don't remember exactly which one it was. 
but he was talking with a casting director and then another person came up and was like, Hey, what do I need to do to get to break in? Do I need to, you know, do I need to get my, my headshots done and, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of, uh, you know, spend money on this or whatever. And the guy was like, no, you just need to work on your craft. Right. And it's like, Whoa, that's exactly what we all need to do. And that's what I want to do. And so, I actually, not that I necessarily want to pursue voice a, acting. a career in voice acting. It would, I mean, even would craft and podcasting. Yeah, absolutely. Would it, would it make this experience better? Would I produce a better product sure. if I at least pursued some training or workshops in that area? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, and even just in the year and a half that we've been doing it, we've, our voices are much different now. Oh, no, absolutely. We speak much differently on the mic than we used to, and we, we learn mic etiquette and just little things like that. <laughs> Can we get better? Oh, certainly. Sure. I mean, uh, don't listen to our latest Fear of the Endcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's a we that's, have, we have, that's ex- ex- that's we have ex- great mic etiquette, <laughs> just maybe not great content. That's an example of what not to do. <laughs> uh, but we're going to release it warts and all, because sure. I think that's part of the deal. Yeah. But this, yeah, I, I'm with you. Like, I, I, the only reason I went to see this movie is because I wanted to take my kids to a movie. Mm-hmm. And because we hadn't gone to a movie in a while, they really wanted to go see one. There hasn't been anything that's been super family oriented. Right. I can't remember. Can't, uh, Zootopia was the last movie that we took them to. Yeah. And that I mean, that was, it wasn't bad, but. That was less aimed at the kids than Jungle Book. Sure. Even though there was elements in the Jungle Book that may have been more terrifying. Yes. Uh, actually, I might argue that there were elements of Zootopia that were a little more terrifying. Sure, than, making than animals go feral because that yeah. just that, the whole curtain and mystique behind animals being not real animals is just gone. Yeah, take, take away your whole childhood. Yeah, but I'm with you. We we went as a family, sat down, and I was like, "Man, I'm really into this." And the 3D was really good as well. It was. Uh, but I was just drawn in by the performances of Ben Kingsley. See, oh, as, I think he was Gira. so. Oh God, what, what other voice where it's very mentoring and protective and wanting to provide for you? I mean, that's just that's him in every movie. But then also kind of fits with the region yes. that they would have been in, absolutely, and being having the English accent. Uh, that all fits with that time frame, and so again, it's little things like that that you know they're cognizant of, and they add, mm-hmm. but it adds to the overall story and mythology uh, that you you know and love from those stories, right. knowing that they were written with with that intention. Uh, he was spot on. He was. And, and Bagheera has always been one of my favorite characters anyway, mm-hmm. you know, because he's just so majestic. And I think that's what Ben Kingsley brought to that performance. Uh, I mean, and uh, I've always been fascinated by large cats. I just oh, think, I just think poetry in motion. So, I mean, you see a tiger or a lion or a jaguar or any, it, it's, any of those things. And you're just like, what? How is that even moving? How does it do those kind of things? How much raw power is possessed in that animal right there? But then part of me is like, oh, look at the big kitty. I just want to pet the kitty. (laughs) That could kill me with one bite. And then you go to pet this kitty that like all of a sudden stands up and you're like, 
this thing outweighs me by 450 pounds. You saw recently here just down the road from us in Conroe, they found that uh, tiger yeah. just roaming around on the leash. Scary. As Jeez. absolutely terrifying. Apparently <laughs> in Texas, it doesn't require uh, much of a license to have an animal such as that. No. And see, and there's an amazing difference between Bagheera, a black panther, mm-hmm. and then Shere Khan, a tiger. Like, they're both big cats, but Shere Khan is terrifying. Well, the tiger is big, the biggest cat there is. Absolutely. Ti- yeah. Tiger's bigger than a lion. Oh, sure. I mean, that's... Yeah, if you put them two in a fight, the tiger would win. (laughs) Yes. That's why it's called, you know, like when tigers and lions mate, there's stripes on it. (laughs) (laughs) Not always a mane, but there's always stripes. The lion may be king of the jungle, but... mm, (laughs) Not of this jungle. No. No. So, and then, of course, Christopher Walken. (laughs) Yeah. Which I think he could do anything blindfolded. But I thought he was perfect. I thought he was perfect for this role. You knew it was Christopher Walken. Was it the best vocal performance uh, because he just really... He really was just himself. No, exactly. And so and I think I think we need to make that distinction because sure. a lot of times you have celebrities that come in and they do the best them yes. that they can. And while that's not necessarily a bad thing, to me... It's those guys that come in and you don't know who the hell they are right. and they lay down a performance that makes you believe that character and you're not going to you're not going to get that from you're not going to get that from Christopher Walken. He's no. just doing his thing, but he's so good at doing his thing that he's spectacular. Right, and his voice, I mean everybody that does impersonations does a Walken impersonation. Yeah, I think that's like you you that's the first one you have to learn. Oh, See, and I don't, I don't do. I'm not even going to try. No, not even going to try. No, (laughs) because I would just embarrass myself, and people would turn this off. But I mean, I think it's a distinction, like you said in this movie. Like people, I feel like they all went in and read themselves, and they were themselves in the characters. Maybe Mm -hmm. change it up a little bit, but I think that's just the casting director nailing these characters on the head. Like, who would I get to play Ka? Hmm, sultry, kind of hypnotic. Scarlett Johansson, absolutely. Let's do that, and it and it worked, and it worked, and that, and but you know she's 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 a pretty good she voiceover is. actress, absolutely. In her she own is. right, she did her, yeah. So uh, her voice, she has a great voice. Yes, she really does, absolutely. And, so, and these things as actors, you know, you're trained how to use your voice, mm-hmm. and they've all I mastered it, and they did a really good job in this film. With the voice action. And I didn't feel like anybody was trying to do things like over the top to draw attention to themselves. No. I felt they were very respectful to the characters. And I think that's what made it work. Um, it, it was interesting. Uh, I have to say this because in the sequence where Mowgli goes into the temple, what's the first thing he picks up? Cowbell. Oh, that's right. That was hilarious. It was hilarious. That was hilarious. <laughs> I could have had more cowbell. Anybody that doesn't know the SNL skit where walking. <laughs> right. I got a fever. <laughs> and the only prescription is more cowbell. More cowbell. Yeah. Expo- I thought, really explore the space. <laughs> it's one of my favorite lines was, ever. I thought that was hilarious. I it was hilarious. was hilarious. But what I didn't understand. Uh-oh. And I'm trying to remember the name of his... Um, the, the the orangutan the the uh, king louis well no king louis but he, the, he was a larger 
uh, version. It was like more of a, a an ancient, maybe more extinct uh, version of orangutan. Uh, a gigantopithecus? Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Which may or may not have existed. I'm not sure. I anyway. It's an extinct species when he of sang his, When he sang his song, he referenced himself as his technical name. And I'm like, how the fuck does he know that? And, and he can't make fire. He knows what he's called, but he can't, he can't make, make fire. fire. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. I'm going to call bullshit on that one. <laughs> The other thing I'm going to call bullshit on is when he finally had to get up. He looked like he'd been sitting there for a while because he left some hair behind. Um, yeah. More so than, maybe more than some hair. Right. So maybe he hadn't gotten up in a while. Why would he? Well, why would he indeed? But there wasn't a big pile of shit because if he didn't get Did up. Did you see all that fruit he was eating? That exactly. dude hasn't shit ever. <laughs> well, it wasn't it wasn't all bananas because <laughs> that stop you up. Jeez, I was like, I'm just gonna eat bananas forever and never shit. Again. That's right. You know, when 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 you go to the store and you buy bananas, they should hand you a stick with it to dig it out later. No, uh, but no. I, I guess all those other monkeys would have hauled his shit away for him. I'm sure that was the point. I'm sure that's what they did. A lot of them. Oh, so many. Ugh. I like the monkey everywhere, scene. and that was a lot of animation. It was, I liked how Mowgli had an immediate effect on everybody that he interacted with, and so it was a great story as well as the voice acting. You know, it's a great story. We've seen it before. It's a timeless story. Timeless story, and just to think, a little far fetched, but it is a story. But what you don't you you don't believe a boy can be raised by wolves? Those rule those wolves were badass, by the way. Uh, Akila got his ass handed to well, him. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean wolf, he, he was, tiger. He was a little on. he was a little unsuspecting. He thought that they were fine. Was, well, the wolf is a noble creature, very much so, very trusting. Should be trust people until you give them until they give you reason not to. Why? Why, why would you let a tiger that close to you? You know what I'm saying? Be, I, I think the tiger gets to do whatever he wants. <laughs> That's true. Well, I think the pack could have taken him. You think so? I think so. Oh. With Aquila, I think I think like 10 of them would be one. I think a pack of wolves could take a tiger. Well, he had the one good eye. It could have just snuck <laughs> up on that yes. side. Come from the left. Come from the left. <laughs> I had a dog that lost his eye. Uh, when he was a little bit older yeah. and his hearing started to go. And so we didn't do it deliberately, but if you walked up on the side where he didn't have the eye Scare anymore the shit out of him. and you'd come around front of him to where he could see you, yeah, he'd jump. Awesome. It wasn't really that cool. But you know, that's I mean, what you he didn't gets. do it on purpose. Yeah, maybe. Every time. But you know, he lost that eye. That's what he deserves for running away. <laughs> that son of a bitch, you... Was that his punishment when he came back? Or no, no okay. he got hit by a car. Okay, that's better. It's like, but what? You would open, you're going to run away? Beep, beep, beep. You would open the door to let him out to do his business. And yeah. if you got distracted and turned for like half a second, he'd be gone. Wow. He just, but then he'd normally come back, hmm. you know, four or five days later. He had some ladies walking he had to back. Visit. He was walking slow too. Walking slow. Yeah. He's like, I'm yeah. a little tired. Yeah, it wasn't, <laughs> didn't have as much hanging down. <laughs> I'm a little empty. Yeah, I got to come back and refuel. <laughs> I'm for little, I'm a little thirsty. <laughs> That's right. I mean, but as a whole, I mean, we're, we're not. We don't need to spend a ton of time on Jungle no. Book, but it was a great family film. The kids loved it. Um, it was worth seeing. I enjoyed it as well. 
I enjoyed so, it as well. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Yeah, still number one in box office, beating things like oh well until Friday. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's fine. I am getting sick and tired of seeing commercials and promos for Captain America: Civil War. I, I stopped, really am. I stopped watching them. I really. But am. what pisses me off is that it's come out other places and not here. Fuck. What? Fuck international. Fuck what? you, UK. What is that bullshit? Fuck, yeah. Why you get to see it first? I don't understand. I don't either. I don't understand. That's not even their market. It's already made all its money back already by the time it gets here. How how is that their market? Why why would you really sit over there first? Yeah, fuck you. It's not Captain UK. America. He's not Captain Third World Country. No, not at all. (laughs) He's Captain. We won our independence from you in a war. So. I don't understand why other people hate us. I really don't. Yeah, We let them see our movies first. It's a mystery to me. But we saw Jungle Book, and it sparked this idea of, mm-hmm. man, that voice acting was really good. And Absolutely. so we wanted to talk about that. So I was like, oh, hey, wait a minute. I, I think that- There's that, a documentary. Yeah, I think, and I think it's still on Netflix. I know that voice. We watched it. I actually watched it with my kids. It's, yeah. I, I, I mean, they're- It's very kid-friendly. They bleep things out. Yeah, very kid-friendly. It was produced by John DiMaggio. Yes. You don't know who he is. He does the voice of Bender. Uh, uh, yeah. and Among uh, many others. Uh, and a thousand other voices. If you're a gamer, he's in Gears of War. That's right. And you know, it's interesting because now I'm curious as to, do you have any games on your list? Because I don't. Uh, yeah, I do. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm glad because I think that's important because that's become a big uh, piece of the pie, if you will. That uh, sure in in maybe in the time frame when I was coming up, it hadn't really come to the forefront just yet. It was kind of like just coming onto the scene. Well, I mean, because video games have really started to make a progression because before talking was very non-existent in games. It'd be like it's a me Mario, yeah, and, and that's was, or, about or, it. And it was simplistic, right? Yeah. And now, now they have to go and record <laughs> all the dialogue for the cutscenes that they say <laughs> your, your reactions when you get hit, stabbed, all that kind of stuff. Well, they talk about that in the documentary, right? So yes, you got to do, do. Which I, I'm going to say that if you're not someone who's already interested in voiceover, uh, voice acting, cartoons, or video games then you might not enjoy the documentary. That's absolutely true. Because I was trying to, I I watched it, I enjoyed it, but at the end of it, I was like, you know, if I wasn't already into that stuff though, I don't think that would have done anything for me. Sure. Because a lot of times you see, but maybe that's true of most documentaries, right? It's like, why the fuck would I watch this? It doesn't interest me in any way. But sometimes some things are on and it just catches your interest and you're like, oh, this is cool. Let me watch the rest of this. And, yeah. But I, I really, I didn't get the feeling from, I guess I'm not, I'm not trying to say that if I watched it only because we were going to talk about it, but I would have watched it eventually. Sure. Um, I just, I just want to set the tone. If this is not, of course, why the hell are you listen to this? <laughs> but I think there were elements of it that could have been tightened up and the documentary overall there are certain elements they I felt they could have explored more and some things they could have pulled back on. I still enjoy that's really what I was trying to say. It it felt 
a lot like a, hey, let me go pay homage to what I do and show everybody how kick-ass these people that never get any credit for what they do are. It was almost like a... Yeah, I I think that's... Because it, it wasn't as hard-hitting and as informative as some documentaries were, which is true. Fine. I understand. And he even said, like, I wanted to make this documentary because I wanted everybody to see how cool the people I work with are and how they bust their ass and how, how much work what we do really is because people just assume you go in and you read a script in a funny voice and you're fine. He's like, ah, there's way more to it than that. And these people are true professionals and they work their ass off. Now, were you like me? And did you get the sense that by and large, most of the people were pretty, pretty cool, but one or two of them really seemed like douchebags. Yeah. Well, and, <laughs> and you'll, if you watch the documentary, if you watch you'll it, know exactly who I'm talking about. You, you absolutely will. <laughs> you know, and yeah, man, I wish I could pull off some of that wardrobe, dude. Man, awesome. Well, they're not, if they, I mean, if you're if not going to be in front of the camera, if you can wear a deep cut V to your belly button <laughs> and not give a shit about it, <laughs> congratulations to you. I, I love that they paid homage to Mel Blank. Yes. When we get to our discussion about performances and yeah. we don't even need to have him on our list because yes. he's at the top of every list. He's the godfather. If you don't acknowledge him as being the pinnacle of all voice acting, uh, then right. you're wrong. And they all said that. Like, <laughs> like who, who are your inspirations? And every single person in the movie that was featured said his name. Yeah. They all did. Like they just went through like a little montage. Like, Mel Blake, Mel Blake, Mel Blake, Mel Blake. I thought it was interesting when was he in a car accident or had a stroke? It was a car accident. Car accident. Broke then, almost every bone in his body. And he was in a coma for a couple of weeks, was yeah. it? I thought it was interesting, and maybe this is urban legend. I don't know. It's funny to me. Wasn't it his kid that told the story, though? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, kids remember things. Uh, oh, kids are so gullible. They don't, they don't let uh, the truth get in the way of a good story. <laughs> yeah, why would you do that? Um, they would say his name, but he wouldn't respond. Right. And when they started calling him by the different characters, like Bugs or Daffy, he would, do their he would respond in their voice. I was like, that's fucked up. <laughs> well, and then uh, the most fascinating thing they told the story about how, and I, you know, I, didn't, I watched cartoons as a kid, but I didn't remember this episode where Bugs does a Daffy impersonation and then Daffy does a Bugs impersonation. And they're like, and it sounds like Daffy Duck doing an impersonation. It's, it's amazing. They're like, it's one of the most amazing things I've ever yeah, heard ever. No, I, I remember that. And, and then, in 2016, you would say that's meta as shit. It is meta. And I was just like, that's crazy that yeah. he could do that. Yeah. It was not him just doing those characters straight up. It was right. him doing those characters as the character that was doing the impression. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that just blows my mind. Oh, that's, yeah. That's beyond anything I could do. Easily. Was there anything else about the documentary that stood out? Yeah. I, one thing that I really liked is that they said, you have to go in and you actually have to act out the mm-hmm. voice. You know, it's not like they said. It's not just going in and reading behind. Uh, you're reading some lines in a mic into a microphone, like, and they they showed some of the tricks they do. They're like, when I do this voice, I kind of cross my eyes a little bit. I know nobody can see me, but it gets me into the character. Right. Or I pull my cheek to the side a little, which bit. which I can't do. I've tried to do that. Well, I, I can't because my beard gets in the way. Well, I mean, you could just pull you could pull a rear. See, but that's a little uncomfortable. <laughs> that doesn't exactly feel good. You know, no. if you wanted to get some pain in your voice, you know, just pull on. 
you know, your yeah, beard hair yeah. while you're talking. But just the they were like, curves. you know, I I have to put in a lot of work and you have to be real versatile. But like I look at the the show Bible, I look at the animation and everything and get a sense of where this person's from and where the character came from and how old they are even and it lets you know how big their voice box is and how big their lungs are and how loud they can be. And they're like, I was like, oh, my God, there's a lot of work that goes into one voice and just for an audition, they're like, and then if we, you know, if we get it, then I'll, I'll refine that voice and get it out. But I was like, that's crazy. And they made a point to say that if, if you can do that character all the time, yeah, it's not, can you do a voice? Yeah. Okay, great. But can you do anything in that voice? Right. For, so they were reading for four hours at a time. Cause they do sessions four hours at a time, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Banker's hours, as far as I'm concerned, but uh, sounds like a dream <laughs> schedule to me. Yeah, oh, I love it. Oh man! But they, you know, they would do these characters, and they were reading Shakespeare, or reading whatever. Right. If you can do the voice in Shakespeare in that voice, you got the job. You're you're golden, right? No, it's fascinating, and you know, voice acting is something that I've always found fascinating, mm-hmm. and so you know, I we do. Performance, I enjoy performance. I've performed for a long time, but you know that that kind of stuff is really interesting to me. So is all this just a performance? Is that what you're saying? No, 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 not at all, <laughs> not at all. You know, I, I perform. Maybe it should be. Maybe then. it should. Would it be better <laughs> if I was? You know, uh, maybe I need to start working on voices. That's acting. Yeah, <laughs> acting, <laughs> acting. Uh, no, I, I enjoyed it as well, and I good. think overall, I thought it was a good peek into that world yeah. uh, and, and it was great to, to watch it with my kids because they got so excited to see who or what some of these people actually look like and they're like oh I, I didn't know that was done by a girl right oh, Bart like, Simpson's well, voice is a girl <laughs> yeah <laughs> obviously uh, newsflash buddy most adolescent boy voices are done by right. a lady right because they're just better at it than we are yeah they can they can sound like little boys unlike grown men but some of the 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 guy i and i can't remember his name but the other thing that really stood out for me was he would he would do porky pig and he was breaking down the way he did it how he did it he would slow it down and say every third syllable it had was it like a long was louder it was louder yeah and then you then you just work it all together and it's like, oh my god! How and then much he did senses of it, and he and I'm, you were just like, what? But then he also said that if you can do that, you'll always work, and not a lot of people can do it. I'm one of the few people, right? That he's, can, like, so. he's like, nobody else can do it. So nobody I got the job it, security. So I got the job. Yeah. It's like, damn. Right. And oh, the other thing I found really interesting was they talked about legacy roles, and they're like, hey, everybody who's ever done Joker mm. puts their own spin on it. Everybody mm. who does Fred Flintstone, like. I'm the third voice of Fred Flintstone. So, you know, I'm going to put my own little spin on it, but you got to be true to the but character. But you still have to capture some of that. And which is interesting because how many people would come in and try to do a Fred Flintstone? Do yeah. a Fred Flintstone or how many people would come in and try to do Mark Hamill's Joker? And that's what and the casting director even said that. She's like, "I'm so tired of people coming in and <laughs> just doing an impersonation of Mark." Like 
Joker is terrifying, maniacal in the way Mark did it with Billion, but the way a couple other people have done it is also just as terrifying and it's brilliant as well. So do your own thing. I mean, make it true to the character, but you can do your own thing to make it a little different so everybody knows it's you. Is there a release date on Killing Joke yet? No, but have you have not seen that preview? I have seen the preview. Oh now, my god, I'm ready for it. Because is there a better animated uh, no. voice for Batman? Well, you know what I meant to say. <laughs> than Kevin Conroy. No. Wow. But I mean, that voice is I mean, twenty plus years. He's been doing that. I would talk like that all the time, and you would get laid. All the time. All the it time. It doesn't matter what you look like. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you look like. No, it doesn't. Just be like, uh, close your eyes, baby. <laughs> like, I'm the knight. You know, and that was another point that they made was it wasn't so much about the quali- the tonal quality of your voice. Mm-hmm. It was all about the performance yeah. and what you can do with it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that... I think not, I think a lot of people need to hear that because I think sometimes people are like well you know I've got like a high squeaky voice right. or I've got I don't think anybody will ever say your voice is too deep but there's I this, mean I'd be okay <laughs> if they did but that's not true but I guess what I'm trying to say is that never never be discouraged by thinking that oh well I just don't have a good sound quality to my voice well it's not about the sound quality it's about how you can communicate right. with your voice. Right. And, how, and, and so obviously if you're doing a podcast, it's not about acting necessarily. It's about clarity. It's about clarity, but it's also about communicating information. It's yeah. about, it's still telling a story. I mean, it's still core, yeah. weaving a narrative. And, and so that, you know, that those are the type of things that I would like to work on. Sure. You know, Outside of getting rid of the the pauses, the ums and the os, and well, see, we the things can, like that that I struggle with, we could get rid of all those if you want to spend six hours a week. Editing. I don't exactly. I don't exactly. And, and we've never had anyone complain until now. Right? <laughs> Who's complaining? <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh, you think someone will complain? I hope well, so. I hope so. We well, <laughs> our show is set up to be different. It's more like we're having a conversation, and that's the way people talk in conversations. Believe it or not. I do believe it. I have conversations regularly. Speaking of having a conversation. Okay. What are some of your favorite vocal performances as I rattle this paper? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, the first one that came to mind was from one of my favorite movies. Mm. My favorite movie franchises is Darth Vader. And I think... James Earl Jones. No, oh, he's got to be up there on the list. It's just it's so good. You know, I find your lack of faith disturbing. Just the way he says some things, you know. Don't be too proud of this technological terror that you've created. It's insignificant next to the power. Of, you know, all that stuff. Just the way he says it, you're like, oh my God, I don't even want to talk to this guy anymore. It wouldn't be Darth Vader without James Earl Jones. No. I mean, if you were David Prowse, do you think you film all that? Which... Let's give credit where credit is due. Great physical performance. Absolutely. You have to marry the two together. Yes. And so if he had a voice and he was just a little more flamboyant, he might not be as terrifying. But right. no, so the physical presence and the movement, definitely part of it. Sure. He did the original speaking part. 
Do you think when the movie comes out, and I don't know if he wasn't told before or not. <laughs> I hope not. I hope not either. Sit down, got your popcorn, your drink, sit down. At the beginning of the movie. Right. Son of a right. bitch. <laughs> uh, I, I don't, think, alive, I don't think I could yeah. find, I don't think I could find myself complaining. I think I hear, I think I hear James Joel Jones. I'm like, yep, that's better. Absolutely. And then even when he That's did like, the right choice. When he did Mufasa, you know. Oh God. <laughs> and even in the movie they're self aware. They're like, Ooh, say his name again, say it again, say it again. <laughs> Mufasa. Ooh. He just the way he can commands that voice, it's very regal and you think of him as the king of the jungle and He's the over- king of everything. Right. And so just his voice it, true, he was blessed with a great voice, but I think he uses it effectively especially as Darth Vader so that was the first one that came to mind well you you brought up Lion King and I think Jeremy Irons oh my god Scar in Lion King was fantastic as well right so good you know my list would probably have a lot of Disney movies on it well I mean that's a lot of the voice acting that you see movie wise I mean cartoon wise there's a there's great performances especially when you look and see what the character was and you're like oh my god how did he do that with his voice, but like iconic movies, I think are where the bigger ones are. I, I agree. You know, this is going to sound a little weird, but one of my favorite ones was the original Winnie the Pooh, which is Sterling Holloway. Yeah. And I don't know. I, so many people have come after him, like Jim Cummings, which again, fantastic did dark, dark wing duck. He's done God. He's done so many different things. But no one has ever, in my mind, captured the magical essence of Sterling Holloway's sure. Winnie the Pooh. And I'm not a huge fan of Winnie the Pooh, but it's just it's just a delivery. It just it makes that character come alive for me. Right. And so I guess my list is comprised more of not who I would think should be, you know, above anyone else on a list. Oh no. It's more about the performances and characters that really had an impact on me. Sure. And that was one of them. And, and I don't want to get too much into the Disney cartoons because it's like, those are a lot of those are givens, right? Like, like the lady that did Ursula and the, and the original, um, uh, Gosh, I just forgot. Little Mermaid? Oh, Maleficent. The original Maleficent. Oh, yeah. You know, those, it's like, oh, man. It's just the, the, those are terrifying to me. Uh, but a lot of the ones that I'm thinking more of are the ones that are more from my childhood uh, that a lot of people maybe dismiss because it's like, well, they're not big names or they never did any big movies. Well, for one of them, that's not necessarily true. But Peter Cullen is one that really stands out for me sure. because he made Optimus Prime come alive for me. And when Optimus Prime talked and his character and how he, you go with that regal factor, mm-hmm. I think you can kind of put him into that category as well because his demeanor and his, his outlook on the humans and how these big machines – but yet he that, that could just do whatever they wanted. He was mindful enough to to not dismiss them and and he sure. was very benevolent. Absolutely. 
for whatever reason, he just came alive for he made that character come alive for me. And it just it spoke to me as a child watching that series. And of course he went on to do Optimus Prime in in the movies. So he's done Optimus Prime through the whole thing. Right. For me, like Hank Azaria, all the voices that he did on The Simpsons, and I used to watch The Simpsons like religiously. I don't watch it near as much. Anymore. Well, you don't have to, even though it's still on. Yeah. Jump the Shark, I don't know, about 12, 14 years ago. 12, 14 years. <laughs> I agree with you, but I mean, I think he does a good job in all those voices. And then just, I think anybody who can be super versatile and does like four or five voices in a show, like, and sometimes the characters will be talking to each other, that's fascinating to me. And the, it just shows their depth and their skill. And like the Simpsons, like we talked about, I liked the voices. And then people are going to hate me, but I think the voices in South Park, you know, <laughs> you know, they're not the best. They're no. really not. No, but they're not. <laughs> the, the, the characters, I think, are funny. And that was a cartoon that was really big for me in high school and college. And so I just remember those voices and they have it. They had an impact on the way I think about the world, which they probably shouldn't. But things like that. So one that's not a cartoon. Oh, good. Douglas Rain. Okay. 2001 Space Odyssey. Mm. How? That voiceover work really brought this character alive and made, made me terrified of a computer. Sure. And it's just the the performance that he brought is one that I don't I don't think has been equaled. And now it was funny because they did kind of an ode to that. Kevin Spacey did the voice of the computer in Moon. Yeah. So it was very a nice uh, homage to to Hal uh, from 2001 Space Odyssey. I don't know if you've seen that recently, but it's worth a Not look in again. Three or four years. It's probably been even longer than that for me, but I just remember watching that and just being absolutely terrified by this this voice that was completely reasonable, yet was suggesting things that were not reasonable. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, so the voice just completely (laughs) emotionless um, in its unreasonable ability, if that makes sense. Sure, absolutely. Well, and you said you wanted me to have video games on the list. And yes, so please. Nolan North uh, does the voice of Nathan Drake in the Uncharted series. And if you have played any of the Uncharted series, you know how important the character Nathan Drake is. And I know you haven't, but the voice acting, I feel like, and I don't know, I don't know if they do this with video games, but the way that they animate it really feels like it fits the voice. And so... It doesn't take you out of the game because you've. I feel like in some of the games, if if it had like a famous person just doing the voice, you'd be like, "This isn't as good." But I feel like he really created a voice for that character. And over the game series, when you hear him talk over and over and over and all that he says, and you get used to hearing him say different things over and over because you know there's certain things that say repetitively. It's just like okay, this kind of a familiar voice that you hear and when you hear it in like memes or just random people throw it in it's recognizable and so that's one that so it's moved outside of just the game culture it's in pop culture at large i would think so people making reference you think people make references to it and don't even realize what it is sure absolutely and that's when you know something is 
important. Like, like grenade, you know, people know that, you know, that's from different games and things like that. Mm-hmm. So Leroy Jenkins, <laughs> Leroy, <laughs> damn it, Leroy. <laughs> I mean, and the voice acting in world of Warcraft mm-hmm. is tremendous. Have you seen the new trailer for that? Yeah. Does it, does no. it, no, <laughs> it's, a, it's a, not even a little bit. No, no, not okay. even at all. Not even at all. And then like David Hayter is the voice of solid steak, you know, mm-hmm. and that, that voice, you know, just, I can't even match. It. I'm not even going to try. I'm not doing impersonations, but you know, that voice and just that if you've played video games and you played any series, more than one game in the series, you get to hear the voices and just the continuity. And as the characters age, you can hear the voice aging and things like that. It's just, it's impressive to me. So it is impressive. And I think anything that pulls you in and sells this concept of, you're not listening to someone that's, you know, some celebrity, it's just that it happens to be doing these voice, which, you know, some celebrities do voices in sure. games now, but if it builds a character mm-hmm. and makes that character richer and deeper for you, then right. I think they've done their job. Sure. And I think that's what I liked about the documentary. That's what I like about the jungle book. That's what I like about voice acting in general is if you do, do your job, right. You don't ever have to know who I am. Uh, and, right. and that's not what's important. What's important is if we built this character in this world and it worked and it drew you in. And to me, I felt like these folks get a sense of satisfaction in that. And they're in this part of the industry because they don't want to be recognized right. on the street. And there's something about that's very attractive to me. It really is. <laughs> and they were like, talking like, I have famous friends that do acting. I'm like, Hey, you want to go to Disney world with me? Oh wait, you can't, <laughs> you couldn't even get through the gate. Yeah. And so that, that man, what a life. So right. it's like you get the best of both worlds. Sure. And then they made, they made one statement that I, that I thought was very profound. They're like an actor can get on screen and do everything with their face, their body movements and stuff like that. As a voice actor, you have to do all that with your voice, your voice, just on the mic, which has to be incredibly difficult to convey all the emotions, even action. But I mean, it just gives you an idea of how powerful spoken word can be. You know, if you can communicate all of that stuff through the way you say something, it just makes it, it just puts more weight behind the words that sometimes we speak, which I thought was, you know, it's not something, I don't know if you were trying to get a deep thought out of it, but, you know, words are powerful and the way you say things and convey things are also powerful and they can be, you know, funny, serious, all that stuff, the same people and just how you convey it. I think what you're trying to say is we should be a little more mindful of how we use our tongues. Surely. Well, <laughs> vocally. <laughs> vocally. Yeah. But I mean, it's just words Words have power. And it's, it's easy to think sometimes that they don't, but they do. Well, and we appreciate that you've allowed us to put our words in your eardrums, into your ear holes. Always. Yes. It's, it's quite a privilege that we don't take lightly. I know sometimes it seems like we do, but it's very serious. We take it very serious. 
<laughs> more serious than you'll probably ever know. <laughs> right. It's one of those behind the curtain things. <laughs> more serious than it'll probably ever seem. Yeah. <laughs> that you, is for certain. If you saw any of our personal conversations <laughs> about it, you'd be like, really? <laughs> those two guys? Well, thank you so much. We appreciate it. We appreciate feedback. Always. You can hit us up on Twitter at nthcast. I'm at nthcast metal. You can shoot me an email, josh at nthcast.com. I'm jd at nthcast.com. And remember, whatever you're going to do, whatever you decide to do in this life, do it to the nth degree. <laughs>